0: What's going on, guys? It's week three. We're back. And this is the SGPN Dynasty podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on football. Just $5. Only on DraftKings with sportsbook code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to get to save $20. Down the game time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick them in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Use promo code SGPN Underdog Fantasy for a hundred, 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, play, player props, and game lines. Down the Hall of Fame Bets app. Visit HOF. Bets.com. use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Actually, I do have an article out on Hall of Fame bets. If you look up how to use Hall of Fame bets, you can find my article. If you have any questions, hit me up, Dynasty Dorks, Brad, FF Bourbon
1: Dude on Twitter. Brad, how we doing, sir? Loving life right now. Got one game of my kid's soccer season left which means I get to chill and just enjoy the football season and not be running from soccer game to soccer practice to soccer game to soccer practice. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. But now he's talking about wanting to do indoors. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's fall
0: is busy, especially if you got kids and and busy kids. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the snap share and target share report. I think it's always important. What's up, Jamie? Uh, it's always important that we make sure to look behind the stats, behind the box score. Don't just be a box score scout and say, man, this guy looked really good with his one catch for a hundred yards or one catch for 90 yards, whatever it was. Let's look at let the market share and, and the, the target share and see what that can tell us to predict what's going to happen on week three as, as we have more data. We're talking about some rookie risers. We had a lot of rookies that really performed well And, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of, is it, is it real or is it fake? Um, And then we have, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some Debbie rankings. So let's start, start off with the target share report and snap share report before we get into the rest.
1: Yeah. So I want to do a quick review of week one. So you kind of get the methodology, the methodology a little bit, because I, not to toot my own horn, but I did okay on the recommendations, and hopefully you read the article at sportsgamblingpodcast.com because I, th- I had four buys. One of the guys didn't play. That was uh Jacoby Myers, right? Had a little bit of a, a late hit issue uh, at the end of that week one game for the Las Vegas Raiders. Ended up not playing in week two. But my other three buys, I said, you need to go figure out how to get these guys on the cheap. Drake London, number one, coming out. 60 some odd yards and a touchdown, wide receiver 21 after a big old fat goose egg in week one. People were panicking. Number two, everyone was worried about Christian Kirk. And I said, go get him. He is this year's guy that is going to continue to do what we saw last season. But have a a, just an absolutely piss poor week one, and lo and behold, here we are. uh, Wide receiver thirteen, I think, is what he ended up as. Great game for Christian Kirk with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then we all know Puka Nakua. Look, there was talk: is it real? Is it fake? He's a rookie. Twenty targets. Twenty targets. He's got thirty-five targets through the first two weeks. So make sure you take a look at this week's article as well, because we're going to do the same thing. We're going to say, hey, who are some guys to think about buying? And who are some of the faker guys that maybe I don't want to? Kind of like week one, I said, do not buy into the Kendrick Bourne experience. With Devontae Parker out, he played all of his snaps on the outside, which is historically not a thing for him. And look, Devontae Parker, healthy in week two. Kendrick Bourne kicked out of the outside, only played about 30 percent of the passing down snaps and gave you not a good game, not a good game at all. So, again, I hope you all paid attention. I hope you'll do the same thing this week as we start to talk about some of the risers and fallers from a target share perspective. Now, we already kind of touch base on Well, actually before we get on any further, Dave. How are you feeling about those four players? Christian Kirk, Puka Nakua, Drake London, uh, and Kendrick Bourne. Am I am I out to lunch? Is it just got lucky one week? Like, where are we at with those players
0: Yeah, I mean, two of those players are the players that I missed on this week. And so um, you know, reaction is like, what did I do wrong? What did I what did, what did I miss? And one of the things that, you know, I missed was we we talked about uh what the coach speak was and Kirk is a man beater so if you're playing a defense it's playing a lot of man Kirk is the guy that's going to get a lot more targets plus if it's going to be a higher scoring game and they're going to be using more 11 personnel it's going to go to him but what I looked at was the snap share report I looked at Zay Jones versus Christian Kirk and Christian Kirk was barely on the field and you're talking about a guy that that was really relegated to the third option I know that both Zay Jones and. Uh, um, Calvin Ridley had some very close touchdowns in the end zone that just didn't happen. But, um, Drake London, I am concerned about that offense and how consistent he can be. Um, but we'll talk, we'll talk about Kyle Pitts. So my concern with, with London is, is, is if London's going to do what he did, Pitts is going to be gone, man, because there's just not a lot of food on the table in that offense.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'll finish up with the Zay Jones, Christian Kirk conversation, because that is one thing that you will see in my article is Christian Kirk. They flipped with Zay Jones. So you saw Zay Jones play 90 plus percent of the snaps in week one to Christian Kirk's 60 plus percent of passing down snaps. Then you look at that revert number, revert back to what I expected the norm to be. We saw Christian Kirk run 81% of passing downs, and we saw Zay Jones on the field for only 60% of passing downs, so I do expect that to be a little bit more than norm. Christian Kirk is clearly the better athlete to me and the better ball player, so I expect more of that in the same moving forward. So, two things that I want to talk through on the Snapshare report real quick, but, Dave, do we got something we want to talk about before we do that? Yeah, I think it probably is a
0: good time to talk about some (laughs) DraftKings.
1: All right. Hey, we are back. We are moving into week three of the NFL football season, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down 5 bucks on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away with that $200 as an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. So football is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app now and sign up with our promo code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 on $200. And get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with our promo code SGP. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets do expire seven days after issuance.
0: And don't forget about game time. I don't know about you, but I am always the host. I'm the planner. I'm the dad of the group, so I'm doing I'm doing all the buying of the tickets, buy tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be a stressful thing, but it sometimes can be. It's not going to be if you download the Game Time app. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I use it. Just used it the other day to get some some SmackDown tickets. You used to take the wife out to a concert. Killer deals, last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee is the best part. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped about the fun. Uh, what, you know, what, ga- what are some of the games that you like for, for game time experience? Um, for me, I like the fact that you can do the just comedy as well as music on top of the sports. Um, it's easy. It's an easy way to buy, buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. The images to the seats make it so nice because you can actually see what you're gonna see. I've seen some videos. Uh, we saw a, a sports gaming podcast put a nice little uh, tweet out there of the guy at the Buffalo Bills game that it was taquio Spikes, and he had a seat where he literally was looking at the bottom of the the upper upper level. Lowest price guarantee, even event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Uh, Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets on tickets for the the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, concerts, comedy, theaters, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always have the best price if you find tickets in the same section or or row. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. Your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off down the game time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
1: Back to the action. Hey, yeah, real quick. GameTime.co, I just scored some Matt Rife tickets for bro- the Problematic World Tour. I'm sorry. If you don't know who he is, you got to check him out. He spent some time uh on uh I think it was a TV show on MTV there for a little while uh before he really started doing too much but the dude is hilarious if you haven't seen him make sure you check him out and go to gametime.co to score some tickets for that problematic world tour all right hey let's get back in to this snapshare article so for this week moving into week 3 it's all about what are the re- what's the reality and the change between week 1 and week two from an opportunity perspective. So we saw some guys who didn't get the opportunity to play in week one due to injury. We're not going to talk about some of those, the Mark Andrews of the world, the Travis Kelseys of the world, the the, uh, Jerry Judys of the world. Everybody knows these are guys that you're likely going to try to get In your line, you know, Jerry Judy likely try to get in your lineup at some time. And if Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey are playing, they are going to be in your lineup regardless. But there's two guys that I really want to talk about in this, and that's Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the New England Patriots, who we touched base on a little bit, ran routes on 94% of the passing downs, garnered a 16% target share in week one. And look, this Bill O'Brien offense—you see, they try to air the ball out. Devonte Parker is that big target for them. He is that down the field threat for them. Uh, with Juju playing underneath, Hunter Henry and Mike Gasicki running down the the seams, he is that guy on the outside. So I think there is some opportunity for him. And he is a guy that I'm willing to go and spend about five to five percent of my Fab budget on right now before he could potentially have a huge game for that Bill O'Brien offense. And then the other one is Zach Moss running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Look, didn't play week one. Everybody was on the Deion Jackson train. That completely fell apart this week. Zach Moss not only was on the field to carry the ball a ton, he also ran a route on 89% of the passing downs. So when they dropped back the pass, he was running routes 89% of the time. That's a ton of opportunity. For Zach Moss, he put together a really solid week for you, even with backup Gardner Minshew on the field. So Zach Moss is definitely a guy that I'm going to spend about 10% of my FAB budget on in a redraft league to get him and have him for a couple more weeks before Jonathan Taylor comes back off the PUP. So Dave, any comments, questions, concerns about Devontae Parker or Zach Moss?
0: Now Zach Moss is someone that, you know, we've been talking about for a few weeks uh, he was my last Scott Fishbowl pick. I wasn't in on Evan Hall. I wasn't in on Deion Jackson. Zach Moss was. Everything led to him being the guy there. And uh, it was interesting. I know it's the Houston Texans, but Minshew looked pretty good, and that offense looked pretty good. Um, you know, but with Zach Moss there behind that offensive line and uh, and Shane Steichen, uh, you know, good coaching makes a big difference. You saw it last year with the New York Giants, where uh, you know some of these teams, not the Colts, are going to light the world on fire but they look a lot better, and they don't have too many new pieces. I know Anthony Richardson is, is, is there, but you have the same offensive line, a lot of the same weapons, and Zach Moss looks better. Um, and then Parker is interesting. I know a lot of people have been burned by him several times, and that's why um, he does get a little bit of that prime time bump. So everybody, you know, everybody's going to pay like a million dollars for Jerome Ford because they saw it. Like you saw yeah. it. And so um, Parker might be a little bit too pricey for me, but I like where your head's at with that because they did pay him. And he is really the, you know, the outside alpha receiver for them. Juju's a slot. Kendrick Bore's the, you know, he's, he's the field stretcher.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. There's really probably one more guy and we can get more into the article, but one more that I want to touch base on. And I think it's a good segue into our rookie segment. Could it, it, because it is a rookie a guy that we saw see the field for about 40% of passing downs in week one. We saw him garner about a 7% target share in week one, but we saw that number in week two jump to about 80% of passing downs. He's on the field. He garnered now about 17% of the targets. And that is tank Dell wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Now, I get it. Nico Collins, huge game. Robert Woods, good game. Tank Dell, good game. They still have Dalton Schultz. They still have John Mechie. But here's the reality of the situation. The Houston Texans defense is awful. It is not good. They are going to be down consistently. They cannot create running room for Damian Pierce, who I heard a stat today, and I haven't verified it yet with the statistics. But I saw... Damian Pierce in week two had 37 yards after contact. Do you know how many rushing yards Damian Pierce had in week two? 34? 31. <laughs> so Damian Pierce created more yardage than he actually got on the stat sheet. That, to me, is, a, is a, an important number because, one, it tells me Damian Pierce is still a really good running back. But that offensive line, it's not creating space, which means they're going to be down and they're going to have to throw the ball. So I think Tank Dell, seeing that jump in passing down play, seeing that jump in target share from week one to week two, even with a healthy John Mechie coming back in week two, seems praises for him as a rookie wide receiver, building that rapport with rookie C.J. Stroud, a new offense. So make sure you go take a look at... Uh, tank Dell in your redraft leagues as well, and maybe even as a dynasty target uh, in the right situation.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to go into the rookie risers, and uh, there was a lot of rookies that did well. And and there's some guys that are first-year quarterbacks that I also want to touch on. But before we forget, everybody, if this is your first time and you're not already doing it, please. Hey, good, Hey, good, buddy Hit that subscriber button. We appreciate it. Um, so Jordan Love is not a rookie, but this is his first year as the starting quarterback for the Packers. I know it's been a pretty – wouldn't say a, a pretty easy start. He had the Bears and the Falcons. But, man, quarterback two on the week, that was impressive. And anyone that, you know, bought low on him – you're you're doing pretty well, um, Anthony Richardson. I know he had the concussion, but two weeks in a row, top ten finish, and this they're not going to take his running away. He's going to have to find a way to protect himself a little bit. That was a really silly. Like he got into the end zone, got hit at the end zone, and just fell and hit the back of his head. If he were to you know fall a little bit different, you know, Tua has been working on you know some jujitsu and things like that, trying to figure out ways to fall and protect himself. I think Anthony Richardson's gonna have to start taking classes with Tua to, to make sure that he's uh he's doing that, but you're seeing rookies produce pretty early, and you hit on it. CJ Stroud, it didn't really come out as a huge fantasy day, but it was way better than week one. I was not high on Stroud coming in, and week one was like a, uh oh, week two was much better. And the big thing for him is he's had three or four offensive linemen out for both games. So you're looking at a guy with a mediocre receiver core, not the, you know, not a good offensive line, not a good defense, not a good situation. And for him to overcome some of that and have a good two touchdown zero turnover game, I think stock up for CJ Stroud. And then, you know, you look at some of the other guys on on the board, as far as, you know, as. As far as first-year starters, I think it's always it's always good to look at progression. And Sam Howe was a guy I wasn't very high on. Uh, I thought he had some potential. I liked the situation, but last week was kind of the same from the you know what we saw before, and he just didn't look like the game didn't look like it was. He was very comfortable back there, and it was the Arizona Cardinals. But this week he looked a lot better. Beginning of the first couple quarters didn't look that great. He made a couple wow throws, and so I think he's starting to come into his own. He ended up finishing as a, as a top-12 quarterback this week. So, Brad, any other quarterbacks you want to talk about as far as risers?
1: Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, this So he might not be a riser because he's a rookie and he's been – the team is bad. But I'm telling you, the one that I'm buying right now is Bryce Young. Uh, if you watch the Carolina Panthers – you're seeing everything you want to see from a rookie quarterback. He's he's scrambling around in the pocket. He's creating space. He's stepping up. He's rolling out to, to you know, to uh, extend the play. It's just his wide receivers, his tight end, his running back. Like the whole situation is not good. So every metric that you look at right now says Bryce Young is not good. So use that to your advantage go watch. Hey, if you don't have NFL plus, go get it, go get it. So you can go back and watch these condensed games and you can see how good and how cerebral Bryce young is and get him right now before he gets some weapons and before he starts to play. So he's the guy out of everybody at the quarterback position that I'm targeting to go get, because I think there's long-term longevity there. And I think you might be able to get some guys that are tilting on him already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I agree. And, and one thing that I'm going to be doing right now is checking out Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA and MLB or soccer bet with historical data and stats. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get the hit rates from each broken leg. It literally shows you where your weak points are. Then you can optimize it. um, Sort all players to hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which players have value. Stop betting in the dark and join 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HallofFameBets.com. Use promo code SGPN for 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets.
1: And hey, we are also brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football teams all season long. And you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five on player prop parlays. It is a fantasy game, but you love to win some real money using that. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe even make a little bit of cash over Underdog's mobile app or website at underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with our promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's promo code SGPN.
0: Yeah, and so Jamie asked about the Jets, and if there's been any news – so I do have the wire here for like who worked out today. The, the biggest news was Kareem Hunt worked out for the Browns today. But as far as the Jets, the Jets didn't have anybody work out today. Um, they had a, a Brady was asked about it. He completely shut it down. That's not going to be an option. Um, I know that teams talked last year about Philip Rivers. The San Francisco 49ers talked about Philip Rivers late in the season as an option during their playoff run. Um, Joe Flacco is out there. I think Joe Flacco for me is the most likely candidate. And then I look over at the Houston Texans, Case Keenum and Davis Mills could be some options. You know, Andy Dalton over there with Carolina. Teams that aren't really, you know, they have no plans to, to you know, compete this year. or They realize there's no no way to compete and they can start moving forward and get a little, little piece for their quarterbacks.
1: Yep. Yeah, I haven't heard... Joe Flacco's the name I've heard the most circulate, uh, and you really probably don't need to work him out. He was with the team last year, played, knows the offense, uh, so they they could have made that phone call to his agent relatively quietly uh, to see what it would take to get him back on the team, so uh, it would not shock me if that's the case, but I, also, like, do they give you that much better of a chance than Zach, Zach Wilson? I, look, I get it. He looked bad. He's looked bad. He's not really looked good, but Brent, really a guy off the street. I, I just don't know in the middle of the season, if that's really going to make your team that much better.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get somebody behind Zach Wilson and that's yeah. why you make the move. Cause Zach Wilson, if he goes down. I don't even know who the third guy is right now, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's another reason to be prepared. But if Zach Wilson does, like start to lose it and start look like he did last week more and more. I mean he was he was turnover machine. It was the Cowboys. See how he does this week. Um, But a guy that I want to talk about this is you know I know it's about rookie risers. There's not a lot of rookie running backs, but Kyron Williams is a guy that a lot of people had wrote off. Week one looked really good, and surprise, surprise, he is the starting running back for the Rams. Cam Akers didn't like that. Cam Akers is throwing a little temper tantrum. He's going to be out of town here soon, probably getting traded or cut. But Kyron Williams is a guy that people spent a lot of money on, Fab, last week, and it paid off. He's looked really good. I know Puka's getting all the press, but Kyron Williams has looked very good two two weeks in a row. He was RB3 this week in half-point PPR. Kyron Williams is a stock-up guy obviously you can trade them and try to try to get some, get something for them, or you can just, uh, you can ride it out cause you got an extra running back and every dynasty team needs running backs. Um, Bijan Robinson, again, another good performance. Brett didn't talk about it earlier, but we did see an increase in, in his involvement and a decrease in Tyler Algiers involvement. Part of that was because it was a closer game and that, that helped get him more involved. They weren't in control as much. And, uh, you know, Tyler and, and Tyler Algier looked good. He was running back nine. So I mean, it's not like he was bad. Brian Robinson is just taking over the backfield in Washington. Brad, feel like you got something on that.
1: Mm, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like the so the the one before that I'll talk about is the Kyron Williams one. Uh so Kyron Williams, you talked about how he's just dominating the bulk of the snaps and whatnot. He also ran a route on seventy nine percent of pass plays. Like he is, he's it. Like there is nothing else there. Um, unfortunately for me, Brian Robinson is the dude. Brian Robinson is handling every bit of the work. I am unsorting uh, and unhiding some columns here real quick. He he ran everywhere. He, he, he ran the ball 76% of the snaps in week one, and he went up in week two. And I was hoping it, it'd revert a little bit. Like, hey, can we get in? Okay, Antonio Gibson fumbled. They'll get him involved early, get him rolling. He'll take some snaps. No, no, they just increased the utilization of Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson right now is done. Don't, he is a drop candidate on your rosters. He is not worth rostering at this point. Unless something, obviously, knock on wood, an injury, then maybe he steps in a little bit and helps. But even then, I'm concerned whether or not he actually gets any kind of background or any kind of work. So Brian Robinson is the dude, again, 76% of the rushing snaps in Week 1. He turns around and rushes 97% of the time in Week 2. Uh, as well as running routes on uh, about 30% of the, of the snaps as well. And we saw him catch a few balls uh, on. That. So it's, it is the Brian Robinson show in Washington for sure.
0: So Lucas, to answer your question, always do good. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a question here or not, but um, the answer is always do good. Um, and be, and be kind. Um Second year players, uh, James Cook and Rashad White, they look excellent. Their involvement and their, um, you know, their touch, their touches are good. Um, Joshua Kelly is a guy, you know, he's not Austin Eckler. Tennessee's a tough matchup. I think a lot of people were a little overexcited about him, but um, that that was another one. And um, you talked about Zach Moss uh, and a guy that people are going to be asking about, is Tony Jones Jr. Alvin Kamara's got one more week on that suspension. Jamal Williams is out. Sounds like for an extended amount of time, Tony Jones Jr. is definitely going to be a guy that um, is popular waiver wire ad, but it's going to be one week. That's all you're going to get out of this guy. And so if you have him on your team, trade him for what you got. Alvin Kamara comes back next week. Kendra Miller's coming back soon. Tony jo- Jones Jr. You know, so you want to get Pollard. You have Herbert, Bijan, James Connor, Devontae Alave. Hunter Henry, and Nakua. Uh, I think here you're looking at the receivers on how you can package something to go get Pollard. Herbert is not a great piece. And and it's good to know the settings. Is this going to be a redraft or a dynasty? Is this, uh, you know, super flex or whatever? It's good to know, 12-team. For me, I would package, you know, James Conner and Devontae Adams trying to go get Pollard. It's
1: something James to
0: winner, James Cook, not James Conner. Oh, well, kind of the same thing. Herbert's not going to get you anything, you don't want to trade Bijan. So, James Cook is a place you can trade. James Cook, um, Devontae Adams, get Pollard and a receiver. Is it uh, is it dynasty or is it redraft, Lucas? Um, I'm assuming it's dynasty, but just want to clarify. Um, but Devontae Adams and James Cook can get you Pollard, and then if it's you know, you're going to want something added to that, like another receiver, like a lower receiver.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be trying to ride that high of Puka Nakua before Cooper Cup comes back because I get it, 15 targets, 20 targets. But right now, and it's redraft. So I, I'd be looking for James Cook and Puka Nakua to try to get Tony Pollard, hoping they need a little bit of depth. James Cook just had an explosive game, so you're moving him high. Puka Nakua a 20 target game. You're moving him before Cooper Cup comes back a couple weeks, right? So it's in the future. If you wait until week four to do it, where Cooper Cup is back the next week, people are going to use that against you. So for me, I'm looking at Cook and Nakua to get Pollard in a redraft league to see if I can make that swing.
0: Yeah. And if and you may you may be able to just get, you know, Pollard for Puka. Um Absolutely. the problem is Devontae Adams is in concussion protocol. But look to see. I mean, we saw a deal, one of our, you know, our editor just sent us a, a trade. It was Kelsey for uh, Puka and, and something else. So, like, you might be able to move Puka for Pollard. Um, but if he needs a running back on the other side of it, slide Herbert over, see if it works. If not, James Cook. But if you send James Cook and Nakua, which I think is a good deal, you're going to need to get something back. Whether it's a, a Drake London a Chris Godwin, some type of receiver. Michael Pittman. You probably something back.
1: You probably could. I don't know if I'd. I'd be okay. Worst case scenario, doing that two for one
0: with Cook and and Puka.
1: Yeah, I I I just don't like look when Cup is back. I get it. Nakua is still going to be good, but he's not getting fifteen targets a game anymore. He's going to go down to that seven eight range, maybe nine in a in a in a week. Um two. Atwell is going to lose some like it, it there there are a lot of pieces there in the passing game that are working and clicking um so I, I just see that he he is at an absolute peak right now you can't i there's no possible way he gets more than 20 targets the rest of this season so no. it, it's got you got to if you're going to move him move him now so
0: david david answer your question puka um jerome ford I mean, we we could see the team sign Kareem Hunt. Ford could take the top role. Kareem Hunt could take the top role. Leonard Fournette, someone like that could come in there. Um, they're gonna bring somebody in. And so we just don't know. It could be Cam Akers. They're the are rumored to be in the Cam Akers sweepstakes. And if they bring Cam Akers over and make him play behind Jerome Ford, he's gonna have a temper tantrum and have to get traded again. So um Definitely, well, Puka.
1: And, and the next three weeks are going to be tough for Ford, right? You're going to see the Tennessee Titans, who are very good against the run. You're going to see the Baltimore Ravens, who are pretty good against the run. And then a week five bye week. So using your number one waiver priority on a guy who for three weeks is going to be a tough, tough start for you, even though you're going to want to, I, I, I would I would definitely roll with Puka there for sure.
0: Appreciate you checking in, David. Hey, hey Dad, God, boy. Make that subscribe button. Um, trade Amari Cooper and Puka for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's another buy low. 10-team um, PPR, start two receiver, one flex. Also have Chase and Amon Ross St. Brown. I can't start both Cooper and Puka. Um, so it's a redraft question. Thanks for putting that in there, Kyle. Context always matters. Um, Brad? I think I'm doing this. I think I'm going to go buy low on, on A.J. Brown, sell Cooper and Puka for A.J. Brown. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. This this is the kind of play you want to do, right? As a matter of fact, for trade targets, A.J. Brown was one of the guys. Jamar Chase, who he already has on his team, one of the guys. I want to try to target these guys low before the offense gets it figured out, before they start to play and this makes like the AJ Brown thing realistically shouldn't be surprising to people. They lost offensive coordinator. They lost defensive coordinator. They've still started two and zero even with that, and they've looked not great from an offensive perspective. If they're going to get into a rhythm, they're going to figure out how to call plays. They're going to figure out how to how to integrate with one another. So there's only good things ahead from AJ Brown. The one thing I didn't like, and this is just a Brad thing, him. Crying on the sideline in week two when they're winning because he's not getting the ball. And then they come out. You see Jalen Hurts say, I, I got you. I got you. They come out on the next drive, they force the ball to AJ Brown, and it's a freaking three and out that allowed the it allowed the game to get a lot closer than it should have, because they could have dominated that game just continuing to run the ball and kept that lead or even extended that lead. So that does worry me a little bit where are they going to start to force the ball into him just to keep him happy? And what does that do with the offense? So look, I'm still doing that trade every time, but I am a little concerned with kind of that behavior just in general.
0: Yeah. And him and Jalen Hurts are boys. They played high school ball together. Um, They were at each other's, uh, you know, when, when Hurts got drafted kind of deal, but Um, yeah, what's interesting is we talked about the Eagles were in for regression. Not only were they a very, um, you know, very uh, efficient team last year, but they also lost so many pieces from the coaching staff and the offensive line, defensive line. And we're seeing it where they have these first year play callers was a little different. So what do y'all do uh, a two for one or three for one for cup? Yes. Like you're Puka. Somebody said this to me and like, he was in the DMs. He was excited about Puka. He's like, man, best decision I ever made was, was drafting Puka. Thanks for the advice. and like, good job, man. And he's like, what do you think about him? Like when Cooper cup returns and I was like, well, like to be honest, like Cooper cups, Cooper cup, he has breakfast with Matthew Stafford every day. He's, he's still going to be the guy. I could see like a Robert Woods kind of a role. And he's like, man, I think, I think Puka could do more. And I was like, all right, man, like, I know you're excited, but look at the list of players that get 15-plus targets every week. It's a very short list of people. Pook is not going to be on that list when Cooper Cup returns. It's just not going to happen. And so, yes, I would. And so he threw some options out there. I said, you know, so here's the options. Um, Moser, Swift, Godwin, Hunter Henry, Ree- Nico. Tight ends are good to sell because people usually need tight ends because there's not a lot of them. You can sell Hunter Henry as a piece. Nico Collins had a huge week. Raheem Mostert, sell Mostert while you can before you know he's going to be on the IR and you're going to miss the window. Or they trade yeah, for Cam Akers
1: or Jonathan Taylor. Nico, Godwin, and Mostert. I'd see if they'd take it right there. there. There's my three for one to go try it again. Mostert, he got a ton of work this week. If they do that again, the dude's going to get hurt. Like that's just what happens with Raheem Mostert when he gets all the work. He's eventually going to break down. He's 31 years old. Look, I get it. He's fast. He looked good. But his body's going to start to break down just like it always has. Nico, do you really trust Nico and and Tank Dell and Robert Woods and all these guys to have a 385-yard game with C.J. Stroud every week? Probably not. Now Nico is probably the best option out of that team, but he ain't freaking Cooper Cup and godwin is the second fiddle to mike evans right now like baker mayfield loves himself some mike evans He's him and mike have a deal mike if i get you a new contract you got to you got to send me a little side hustle you got to give me a couple million give me a couple million if i get you signed right wow. like he's on to mike business. evans so so i'm I, I think that's a 3 for 1 I, i'm holding swift i've been holding swift i held him three week one i said don't fret start him and so I can't, I'm not going to tell you to go move him right now. But Nico Godwin and Mostert, I think, is a good 3 4 1 deal.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck, David. Let us know how that one goes. Uh, we're definitely uh, hoping that situation happens. And yeah, we always tell everybody do the homework for your opponent, do the work for them. Make it easy. Brad, I was looking at your team. George Kittle's not been doing so great. Got a tight end for you, got some other pieces. You're 0 2. I'm going to help you get a win this week. But do right. do the, do the work for them. Don't go to Brad who's got three three tight ends and say do you want you want Hunter Henry? No you know <laughs> like, if he he just lost you know he just lost a running back. he just lost saquon, then he maybe he needs a running back. You talked him about that, but like find out what his needs are and then go from there. So um you know a couple other running backs. uh you know Dave Montgomery got a quad injury. he could play this week based on what's going on. We could see more Jameer Gibbs. I know there's some frustrations out there. Um, They did sign Zonovan Knight, kind of a a lower deal, but Zonovan Knight played well last year. Craig Reynolds got most of the snaps when Montgomery left. But, um, you know, we also saw that, you know, a lot of people were hyped about Rashawn Johnson. He played better than Khalil Herbert, but both those guys were RB3s this week.
1: Yeah, so so the Jameer Gibbs piece – he did see increases in target percentage, increases in routes run, increases in rush percentage. We saw a slight uptick in everything. And look, David Montgomery, yeah, he got hurt, but it was in the later end of that game. He had already had 60-plus yards and a touchdown, put together a really solid week for the Detroit Lions before he got rolled up on, and that twist tackle that 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 messed with his leg, uh, so their, their game plan was already in place. So instead of changing the game plan mid-game and saying, all right, Jameer, we want you to get out there and do all this this David Montgomery stuff also, they, they put Craig Reynolds in to just fill in. I do expect that to change this week. So if you can manage to get Jameer Gibbs on the cheap in a redraft league because he hasn't put up a bunch of points for as highly drafted as he was and highly touted as he was – through the first two weeks, he hasn't played a ton of snaps. That's a guy I'm going to go try to get cheap in a redraft league before he explodes. You got two low weeks, David Montgomery out. Ah, but when David Montgomery went out, Craig Reynolds got all the carries. So I don't expect Jameer Gibbs to really see a whole lot. So let me help you out, right? Let me let me move this guy to you because I see you need some help. Uh, so that's the Jameer Gibbs piece. The Roshon piece, I don't know that I want anything to do with Chicago Bears period, right now. They look terrible, terrible. Everybody looks terrible right now. So as a matter of fact, I'm looking at, do you move Justin Fields for Bryce Young straight up from a quarterback perspective? That type of, like, that's how panicked I am about the Cincinnati, or the Cincinnati, the Chicago Bears right now, and basically everybody on offense.
0: Yeah, um, I had a question this morning that was, what do I do with Justin Fields? I said, you got to hold until he has a good game. But if you want to get out, get out. But you have to wait till he has down. a good game. So, Jamie, yep. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Roshan fan. Um, it's one of those guys where, like, it's getting a little, like, I wouldn't say annoying, but, like, everybody was, was pounding the drum and getting so excited about Roshan Johnson this week that I'm like, oh, man, we're setting him up for failure because everyone's getting so excited. We'll see how he does, but it's a terrible offensive line. It's not a good offense. And when you can't threaten the pass, it's really hard to run. So we'll see. Atlanta is a good defense. They they had Tampa Bay week one. We'll see. But if you get if you get another week or two of this, it's gonna be really hard to sell any of those pieces. Um, unless you're, you know, you know, find a Bears fan.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he looks really good on the field. Eight yards of carry and his few touches this game. It's just that it gets out of hand, and when it gets out of hand, he wasn't the guy that they put in on those passing downs. So it's. It, it, I, I agree with Jamie. Maybe in week five, six, seven, you start to see that transition from Khalil Herbert to really, okay, hey, let's see what we've gotten this guy to see if we need to address it in the offseason. Uh, but right now, I, I he's he's on a bench and I'll wait for. A, yeah, I, I mean, he played Tampa. What's their matchup this week? You know, off the top of your head,
0: no, but I do want to point out like week one, it was not a neutral game script. When teams are up by 20 points, they don't play the same type of defense. So when you're in a two deep shell, you're gonna just let people run for eight to 10 yards to carry, and like Roshan. Did all this yep. damage in the third or fourth quarter when they were down by 20 and still yep. running the ball. So, to like, play
1: Chris Jones this week, do you want to start a rookie running back on a bad offense against Chris Jones and the Kansas City Chiefs? Robin <laughs> Stone, cold. Stone right, cold. So, wait a week, wait one more week. Then he plays Denver, <laughs> then Washington, not a great matchup. In Minnesota, not a great match. Like, it's, I don't know. I just, Minnesota's
0: I don't is a better game. matchup. Um, Let's let's move on to the receivers because this is really where I wanted to talk about these rookies, and the rookies really were showing off this week, led by Mister Puka Nakua, of course. That was, of course, my wide receiver one coming into the season. Everyone knows that. Um, but you had, uh, you also had, you know, Jordan Addison. Had had a, it was really one big play that really helped. Him, him out, but Jordan Addison is continuing to show up two weeks in a row. Then you had um, you also had, you gotta scroll down a little bit. We also had Jaden Reed get two touchdowns this week. We saw Marvin Mims find the end zone. Mims was not, it, Mims is one of those guys, you gotta look at Brad's target share report because as much as I'm excited to see Marvin Mims in the end zone, it was like two or three big chunk plays. It wasn't You know, he had a whole bunch of targets, a whole bunch of all this stuff. He had, you know, one big play in the sideline, then touchdown. Jaden Reed, I like the use. He he ran a route on
1: 13% of pass plays.
0: Yeah. And I'm 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 a Marvin Mims guy, but I definitely am not buying based on that performance. I'm probably selling. Do not buy Jaden Reed. I'm excited about. I I think Jaden Reed's usage was exciting to see him very involved in the red zone. And them finding ways to get him the ball. Jaden Reed
1: looked good. Sixty-two percent of routes, actually a five percent drop from what he ran last week. But he's he didn't he hit his head on a touchdown. He ended up missing that back end of the game, didn't he? For some reason. Or am no. I mixing him up with somebody else? Week one, he got banged up. Is that what it was? So yeah, week one he got banged up. So here's the interesting thing about the Green Bay Packers. When you're talking about rookies, now I know you're talking about wide receivers, but you know the rookie and actually the offensive player that ran the most routes for that team?
0: Dontavious Wicks.
1: Luke Luke Musgraves. Oh, yeah. 76% of passing downs he was on. Higher than anybody else. Romeo Dobbs came in at 72%. Dontavian Wicks came in at 55%. Like, Jaden Reed, 62%. He was the guy on the field most of the passing downs. Now, that's not 76% of snaps. That's 76% of passing downs where they drop back to throw pass, right? That's that's a good chunk of work for a Luke Musgraves that we've seen kind of have some some success in that offense. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes over the course of the next few weeks as
0: well. Well, we're getting a little late on time. We'll say the rookie tight end class is awesome. I'm going to go – through my just real quick, some quarterback and running back Debbie rankings, just my top top 15. And Brad's gonna look up some trades for us. Uh, what happened with Brees Hall this week? Not a lot of touches, bad defense, uh a good defense, bad offensive line. So, quarterback, as far as Debbie, you're looking at Caleb Williams, obviously the most valuable asset in all of Superflex. Drake May is an interesting guy. He's not having a great year this year. We'll see if he turns it around. As of now, my number two, Drew Allar. Number three, he doesn't come out this year. He's actually a 2025 eligible player. Malachi Nelson and Dante Moore, also 2025. That's my that's my top five: Caleb Williams, Drake May, Drew Allar, Malachi Nelson, Dante Moore. Malachi Nelson from USC going to be the Caleb. Williams replacement and then Dante Moore. Quinn Ewers from Texas, then Jackson Arnold from Oklahoma. Arch Manning got you got my boy Eli right here. Um, Arch Manning 2025 class. Jackson Arnold is actually 2026. Cade Clubnik number nine from Clemson. Devin Brown 2025 class from OSU, Ohio State. Then I have Connor Wegman, Texas a and m 25 class. Nico, I think you start to see Nico play for Tennessee this week. Brad, did you see see the Tennessee quarterback squaring up to fight the defense this week? I did not see that. I'll send you the picture. He's literally in a UFC face-off against a D lineman. Um, Oh, my God. Michael Penix Jr., and you can't – I mean, I don't understand some of these rankings where Shador Sanders is not higher. Shador Sanders – he is eligible this year to come out if his dad lets him. His dad's already said, now you're not going to NFL next year. We'll see. But Shador Sanders coming in at 14. And then Kyle McCord, 2024 for Ohio State. And then some popular guys right below them: Bo Nix, JJ McCarthy, Jackson Dart, um, Jaden Rashada, and Jordan Travis. Running backs. This is it's a very interesting group but you have to you have to look at it very much like Dyna- like dynasty and like it's so hard to rank some of these players that are two or three years out because of all the volatility at the position the number one running back that i have on my board is Travion Henderson and it's just not loading for me so i'm going to have to hold up for a second um the next on the list i'll get you in a second Brad, what kind of trades we
1: got? All right. So a couple guys that I want us to take a look at. And I'm always going to talk about buying guys low. So these are going to be guys that have not really performed up to snuff right now. So the first one is a rookie. We talked about a bunch of the rookies. One of the highest or the highest wide receiver rookie draft pick this season. We didn't even touch. And that's JSN wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And right now, you're starting to see that value dip a little bit, right? The initial high coming out of the draft, and now you're seeing the dip because of the the exposure and the opportunity that he's getting. JSN or Traylon Burks? I'm taking JSN, JSN all day, every day, all oh, day. Wow. That's yeah. yeah. JSN. JSN or Mac Jones? This is super flex. But I'm taking JSN. Oh yeah. Are you taking, now this one's a little bit tougher, JSN or Brandon Cooks and Calvin Ridley. So that one's a little bit tougher for me. And even on a roster where I'm kind of rebuilding, I, I may hold Brandon Cooks and Calvin Ridley. Mainly Brandon Cooks was hurt, right? Are you moving him low? I If I'm rebuilding, I like to sell those pieces individually, right? I want to move Brandon Cooks for a pick move Calvin Ridley for a picking a young player or something like that instead of pairing him up and going and getting somebody young. Uh, but J- where are you at with that, JSN or Brandon Cooks and Calvin Ridley?
0: Yeah, I'll take JSN in that one. Um, Brandon Cooks is, is, you know, he's a good piece this year, but he's not a variable, very valuable dynasty asset. So you look at, you know, what does this trade look like in two or three years? And JSN, you know, is going to be the wide receiver one most likely for the Seahawks. While Brandon Cooks is going to be flying planes out of the league, and Calvin Ridley is going to be 30, 31 years old.
1: Yep. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. I
0: think this is a for a long-term value. This is definitely
1: where I go. Love it. All right. So next up, we talked a little bit about it, and that was AJ Brown, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, a couple interesting trades here. So there's two by two low candidates in this trade. Would you rather have AJ Brown or Kyle Pitts? A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown or Kyle Pitts,
0: Super I, I, Black
1: Side In Premium.
0: Yeah, uh, I I'm regretting the one Kyle Pitts share I have. I just like I understand he's a great player. The situation is just awful, and you just got like it's just so it's so frustrating to have a player that like he has great value. You could you could probably still buy trade him for something good you have to trade him you have to tra- you have to draft him so high in dynasty startups but you can't start him like he's like a devy player like you just got to put Kyle Pitts on the taxi squad and wait a couple of years like how it- it's very frustrating like very I-,
1: I i just I'm going AJ Brown that's fair that's fair all right AJ Brown uh, hey one of your favorites, Chris Olave, and Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Quentin Johnston,
0: Chris Olave.
1: Mm, see, I might. That's an interesting one for me because, it, like, AJ Brown's got weak winning upside on the regular. Um, I I like Chris Olave a lot, but I'm getting a top four or five dynasty wide receiver. Uh, for Quentin Johnston, who uh, hasn't looked great, but hasn't got a ton of opportunity either, and a really good wide receiver in Chris Olave. I've got him. Let's see, where are my rankings?
0: I'm wondering if A.J. Brown is still a top three or four dynasty wide
1: receiver. Yeah? Okay. All right. That's interesting. You think because the two games, that's with a new offensive coordinator, it's dropping him. I think
0: it is dropping. Public perception is not, not only that he's dropping, but Devonta Smith is coming up. That's the difference from like a Jamar. I
1: have both in my top 12 to begin with.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) so that's, that's a little bit of the difference, but you know, it's just, it's just a reminder of like some of the, because some of the frustrations before he got to Philadelphia were not only the knee injury, the knee injuries and like missing games, but it could go away sometimes. Last year, he didn't go away. He either scored a touchdown or two or had 100 yards in every single game. Like, he just did not let you down. Um, And I'm not going to just panic on him. Like, he's not, like, you know, like dropping out of my top 12, 15. But I could see people moving guys above him based on some different factors.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Let's go to one running back that's low. I I had three on here that I think you should think about. One being Damian Pierce, running back for the Houston Texans, and the other one being Roshan Johnson, whom we talked about already as guys you should go and kind of investigate the situation, right? See if you can get them a little bit on the cheap right now. The other one that I want to actually give you a couple trades for is Najee Harris. So we're seeing Jalen Warren get some runtime. We're seeing kind of underperformance from Najee Harris through the first two weeks, but a little bit of context there. They played the San Francisco 49ers in week one. They played the Cleveland Browns and not the we're not talking about the Cleveland Browns shitty offense. We're talking about their really good defense. So we've seen them play two great defenses through the first two weeks, which is why I think he's a great buy low candidate. And when I'm in a dynasty league and I can move James Connor for Najee Harris, I'm doing that. But Dave, are you doing that?
0: Yeah. Um I I am concerned about Najee Harris. Um, more concerned than I was before, Um, but I'm still doing that move.
1: Okay, and then Najee Harris for Marquise Hollywood Brown.
0: Yeah, I would do that. Marquise Brown is a guy that I, I I'm definitely cooling off on. I get it. Like if he has Caleb Williams next year, then it's going to be you know it's it's going to and Kyler Murray even Kyler Murray next year, but he's just in that group of guys where like he's replaceable. There's so many good receivers coming out next year. So many good receivers coming out the year the year after that. There's so many good receivers in the league. Like I can get a Marquise Brown. It's hard to get running backs.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. I think the price is to the point to where Najee Harris is now a buy. I think yeah. he's now a buy, which is why I put him on this list. When you see that, you see that low performance, you're like, okay, let me just see. Right? Do I think Najee Harris is a top five guy? Absolutely not. But when I can go and move Hollywood Brown, who right now is a wide receiver two at best, I'm probably going to make that move.
0: Because yeah, the running I'm gonna back take,
1: landscape is starting to get crazy already. So, I'm going to
0: take the shot. I saw a great post today. It's a trade down at running back, always trade up at receiver. And it's so true, so yep. true. Um, because it's just running back is such a hard position to invest on. This was such a difficult couple weeks already, and the season's just getting started. But uh, talking about that real quick, just a couple running backs again: Trevion Henderson, uh, Ohio State; Raheem Sanders, Arkansas; Braylon Allen, Wisconsin. We're gonna we had a bunch of small itty bitty backs this year. We got some big boys coming out. Raheem Sanders and Braylon Allen, those you know that's Brad's gonna be swiping right. That's his type, big boys. Then we have Donovan Edwards, kind of your your quicker smaller running back. All four of those guys are, are 2024 rookie uh, draft eligible. Then Trey Benson out of Florida State. Quinshawn Judkins at tw- uh, six. He's probably my favorite on this entire board, but he's not, av- not eligible till 2025. Nick Singleton, not available until 2025 from Penn State. Branson Robinson, not available till 2025 from Georgia. Will Shipley from Clemson. Cedric Baxter, uh, 2026 eligible player. From Texas, Justice Haynes is an absolute beast. We'll probably move him up a little bit, but he's not eligible to 2026. Trevor Etienne, 225. From Florida, Catron uh, uh, Allen, Penn State, another Penn State running back, 225. Ruben Owens, Texas A&M, 226. And Jace, Jace McClellan from Alabama at 15. Do you have
1: Blake Corum in there somewhere?
0: I don't think he's I at, heard his name. He's at 17. 17? For running backs. 17 at running back. This is Debbie. Not, not not 2014. He'll be in my top 10 2014 running backs. He's a a Michigan guy's good player. I don't know how he translates to the NFL. Mm. Told you, Brad, type. He
1: likes him, likes him big. I like him big.
0: He's thick, but he's uh he's like 5'8". 205 uh, pounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, um, that's that's all that I got for today, Brett. Anything else before we go? Do we want to talk
1: about Burrow or Chase trades? We're gonna get out of here. I can I can pull some some. So I I looked for Jamar Chase trades. There is not a single one right now, according to DLF's Trade Finder, in a twelve team full point or half point PPR over the last few months. So. I didn't go down that road because they're just all out of context right now, so I kind of avoided those. Um, so let's take a look at Joe Burrow. We could, let's let's just do it real quick for a couple minutes. Just a couple options. Trade Finder. Joe Burrow, guy who threw for what eighty-two yards in Week One. It was it was not good, not good at all. So let's I talk the- twelve team. Superflex League. Would you rather have Joe Burrow and Debo Samuel or Josh Allen? Why do you gotta put Debo in there? I Don't <laughs> like Debo. You didn't put Debo in there. Somebody else did. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm probably gonna. St- I'm probably gonna stick with Josh Allen on that one, but it's close.
1: Now, I'll do one more because it was after the start of the season, uh, but not since week two. This is kind of a tough one because there's a lot of pieces. So, Joe Burrow and Kenneth Walker, or Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, and Chris Alabe. Uh, Burrow and Walker for Goff and Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, and Chris Alabe. Yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm probably gonna take that package there, but you, you know, obviously, so. it's tough because it's you're getting so. older quarterbacks and younger. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Aaron package. Aaron
1: not really old though, but he's not twenty eight. Uh-huh.
0: And, and so. Geno's thirty two, which is not necessarily old for quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and he just through like 80-something percent completion percentage. He got back on track with the Geno that we saw last year. Ramondre Stevenson, stud running back. Chris Olave, stud wide receiver that we just talked about. So it's it's an interesting offer, but I think Joe Burrow right now is probably even – both of these trades were after the first week of the season. Now you have a second week, again, of poor performance. Conversations have been re-aggravating the calf. Talk conversations of him potentially missing a few weeks, maybe even doing an IR stint. So do you feed and go try to get him for even a little bit cheaper? It may be time to check it out. So hey, go shop, go shop around. You
0: never know. Might have to. Might have to. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gone through an hour. Appreciate you guys. As always, good luck this season. Cheers.